Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We are brought to you in part by Dunn Tire. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. A couple of guests lined up for you today. We're going to talk some Wake Forest football at 1230 with Connor O'Neill. He's the Wake Forest football beat writer for the Winston-Salem Journal as Syracuse continues to get ready for what is a very important game against the Demon Deacons, 3 o'clock Saturday inside the Dome. And then next hour, uh, coming up at 1.20, we'll talk with Jim Sadlin as uh, the Orange gets set for its regular season opener on Friday night inside the Dome against Cornell. We've got to get to our top five, bottom five in the NFL. We did not get to that yesterday, Seth, uh, because Some of carryover. our yeah. because of our top five Tuesday. Uh, great response to our question about uh, top five uh, sports movies. Incidentally, I got home last night after doing the news, and uh, and the what Sandlot was on? Tin Cup was on. And so sure enough, I sat down, watched a little Tin Cup uh, before I went to bed. Uh, I brought up the movie Sandlot to my kids. My daughter's best friend, that's her favorite movie. My daughter's not seen it. My son says he's seen parts of it. Said, eh, it was okay, but he hasn't watched it from start to finish. So we're going to do this. At some point very soon, uh, we're sitting down, we're watching The Sandlot. I was going to watch Rocky last night, but it's not on Netflix. Is that right? Yeah. You got to watch it. So figure out a way. I don't know how, but I will find out a way. I'll, I'll find a way. When I was a kid, you would go to the video store and rent the VHS and put it in your VCR, and you'd be able to play it. That's not really a thing anymore. I realize um, there are like four things in that sentence that don't exist anymore. <laughs> video store, VCR, VHS. <laughs> yes, three things. Uh, find a way to watch Rocky. Very good movie. Uh, I do want to start with SU football today, Seth, and and we'll talk SU football for much of this first hour. And again, Connor O'Neill coming up at 1230 to fill us in on the Demon Deacons. You know, Dino Babers was asked on Monday if Eric Dungy would play, and he said he expects him to be out there. Last night, we should point out that during the the weekly player interviews, Eric Dungy was not made available, and the official word from the athletic department is that it's a decision consistent with the school's policy of injured players who are receiving treatment do not address the media during game week. So there was no Eric Dungy last night. Um, I think that you know that certainly adds to the the mystery and the will he play, won't he play? And and again, maybe that's by design. Maybe they want to keep Wake Forest guessing leading up to the game, based on the way he was moving around on Saturday. Maybe he's. He's banged up a little bit. I think he is banged up a little bit. You know, Dino Babers admitted that he's going to be limited this week at practice. He was receiving treatment last night, did not do interviews. And and to me, this game kind of comes down to whether or not Dungy plays. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, For if me, he's out does. there, I think you, you feel good about SU's chances. It's at do, home against the no... team you feel like they should beat. If yeah. he's not out there, it, it changes a whole lot. Yeah, no, that that's where it stands for me, and and the problem for me is we have no reason, you know, to know one way or the other whether Eric Dungey will be out there or not, right? Like, I, I've got no reason to believe he won't be playing, but at the same time, 
uh, you know, he didn't show up last night because he's in, uh, you know, injury protocol and getting treatment. And uh, he looked pretty banged up at the end of that game on Saturday. And, and, you know, you hear some of the answers and it's, you know, either quick or it's, hey, we'll have everybody ready. He Or, uh, you know, he doesn't need very many reps. He knows this off. Like, I don't know, right? Like, you, you just don't know uh, if he's going to be out there for better or for worse that, that we don't know. It probably means that Wake Forest doesn't know either. Um, but, yeah, this game seems to hinge on will Eric Dungy play. If he plays, I like their chances. If he doesn't, I don't. Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson uh, was asked that very same question about, you know, how Eric Dungy's availability affects this game. You know, did he think that there was some doubt about whether or not Dungy would play? Uh, this is how Dave Clawson addressed it. The injury issues, he played the whole second half of the game and was running around and making plays with his feet and making Florida State mess. So I'm going to be very surprised if when the game starts if number two isn't out there. I mean, he was out for a while, but when he came back in, they're running the football with him. And he's making players on Florida State miss. So it'd be hard to imagine that he's not playing. It's kind of what you just said, Seth. You, right. you have no reason to believe he's not playing. We, we saw him go very hard in that second half against Florida State, run for over 100 yards. He was limping, noticeably, obviously banged up. Uh, Dino Baber said he expects him to play. But again, at the same time, no Eric Dungy at the interviews last night. The conspiracy theorists will say, you know, is there something that Syracuse doesn't want you to see? Is there right. something noticeable, whether it's is on his foot or knee right. or, whatever, or whatever it may be? Um, but again, conspiracy theories aside, the protocol uh, and the policy of the school is if he's getting treatment and if he's banged up, then he doesn't address the media that week. So we'll find out, I think, a little bit more uh, on Thursday. We'll find out a little bit more tomorrow night when Syracuse releases yeah. its injury report You know, per ACC rules. He's got to be on it, right? Like At the very least, he's got to be on the injury report. Yes. Um, my guess is that he will be questionable. Well, I was gonna say, well, it's it's either probable or doubtful now. So I think. Oh, it, they got rid of questionable. I, I yeah, believe so. So I think it, I think he would be probable because again, you want to keep Wake Forest guessing, um, but we'll we'll find out uh, tomorrow night. With that being said, you know we've we've talked all season long about. Well, the one advantage Syracuse has in this game is Eric Dungy, regardless of the opponent. I think the one opponent that, you know, maybe you could say the opponent Lamar had. To, well. Leading up to this was oh, Ryan okay. Finley. I mean, we talked about okay. how you know Ryan but Finley's having a great year. But I think coming out of that game, I think that you would say Dungy is a better quarterback. But than going Finley. in, I'm sure. saying going into each game, we've said well, the one area that Syracuse has the the advantage in, the, you know, the one position is you can point to the quarterback. John Wolford's pretty good, and if Eric Dungy is not 100 percent or not out there, obviously, then that edge might go to Wake Forest. I mean, you look at what this guy has done throughout the course of his career, but in particular this season. I looked at the ACC uh, statistics before we went on the air today, Seth. Uh, John Wolford leads the ACC in passer rating, quarterback rating. He's got 17 touchdowns on the season, three interceptions. He also leads the ACC in yards per passing attempt. He's He's... Averaging 8.8 yards per passing attempt. Um, now, I know he's without one of his top wide receivers, um, but he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. And if, if Dungy's you know, 50%, 70%, whatever it may be, that edge that you you automatically give the, the check mark in the box you know, of, of Syracuse and Eric Dungy in, in terms of who has the better quarterback, 
John Wolford's very good, and you know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to throw for a lot of yards. This year, he's taking care of the football. Coming into this year, he had thrown 30 touchdowns and had 35 interceptions, and each of his first three seasons in college, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. That has not been the case this year as a senior. He's taking care of the ball. He's making better decisions. Again, 17 touchdown passes against three interceptions. If he does that and more of the same on on Saturday, this is going to be a really tough game for Syracuse to win. Oh, absolutely. You know, coming into this year, I looked at him as an average to below average quarterback, and and this year he's been really, really good, right? Like, he's he's taken a huge step forward, completing more passes uh, or or a better percentage of passes than he had been over the course of his college career uh, for more yards than it had been over the course of his college career. Uh, fewer turnovers. He he looks much, much better. He looks like a different quarterback uh, than he had the previous seven years he's been at Wake Forest. Um, and, you know, it it, it seems like uh, if Eric Dungy were to not go, John Wolford uh, would have a distinct edge over Zach Mahoney or Rex Culpepper or Tommy DeVito or whoever that quarterback is. Rather than last year, if you look at John Wolford last year and said, hey, we're going to match him up with Eric uh, with with Zach Mahoney, okay, like I don't know. You feel like it's a wash. Yeah, like it's kind of a wash. It's like not the, a wash this year. year. It would not be. No, he's better than Zach Mahoney. He's better than Rex Culpepper, and he's been better than a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of starting quarterbacks uh, in the ACC. Again, there's something about being a senior. It's his fourth year there playing. I mean, he's he's appeared in 44 career. Is it only his games. fourth year? Are we sure? Mm-hmm. Feels like it's like his seventh year. Yeah, but I mean that's a lot of. I mean he's played in forty four games. This will be career game number forty five for him. Actually playing at the quarterback position uh, on Saturday, so he's got a lot of experience, and that experience has paid off. It, it, he's benefited from it obviously uh, this year to the point that you know he he leads the the ACC in uh, in passer rating. We do our top five, bottom five every week as it pertains to the NFL. If we were going to do a top five in the ACC. I think the the top four would 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 be the same, right? It would be Clemson, it would be Miami, it would be, uh, you know, I think NC State needs to be in there, yeah. Virginia Tech, in, yeah. in some order. Some order, yeah. Is the fifth team Wake Forest? I don't know. Are they? I mean, I was I was looking at it before the show. I think they might be. I mean, who else would you put there? I mean, I think you can you can make a case for Boston College, but they did play each other. I know how much you hate the head to head matchup. I mean, Wake Forest crushed them. Um, Wake Forest played Notre Dame a, a heck of a lot closer than, than BC did. I mean, Notre Dame's not technically in the conference. But they both played them. No, 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 no. I meant like... but Oh, no, you can't I, put Notre Dame in there. They're, I know. They're, not, they're semi in they're, the conference. Forget technically. They're not, they're, I mean, they're not I mean, in the they, conference. They, they play half an ACC they schedule. They do, but they're not in the conference. No, they're um, not. Because I, mean, I would like to put them in my top five. Um, I don't know. I mean, Virginia's been pretty good this year. They're probably in the discussion, right? Top, right, but top five. I don't. I, if we're putting Boston I, College and Wake Forest right. in the discussion, then Virginia's got to be there. I understand. I don't know. I mean, what are you impressed by with with Virginia other I'm than not. the record? No, I'm not. I think it's Wake Forest. It probably is. Which which means, but doesn't that say a lot more about the conference? Like Florida State's having a bad year. Louisville's having a bad year. You know, Duke's down. Pitt's still down. Virginia. Uh, t- Georgia Tech is down. Like, like I feel like it says a lot more about the rest of the conference than like. That's not to take away from Wake. Like Wake's having a good year, but the fact that Wake Forest at two and three in conference is your fifth best team 
Yes. It says a lot more about the conference than it does it's a about down Wake. Year. It, well, it says it's a down year from top to bottom. I don't think you could say it's a down year for the ACC in that they've got Clemson solidly in the playoff right now if Clemson continues to win and Miami's undefeated and Miami you're most likely going to get one team in the college football team, playoff yeah. so it's it's not a down year in that regard that the top of the conference has been good I mean Clemson is you know in the top five top four right now uh and Miami is is undefeated and has a huge game against Notre Dame and if if Miami wins this game on Saturday night, game's on News Channel 9, by the way, uh, 8 o'clock, shameless plug right there. If Miami wins this game, you're going to have two teams from the ACC sitting in the, the top four, you would think, uh, oh, absolutely. At, at this time next week. Now, they're going to have to play each other in the ACC title game, but it's it's not a down year in terms of the top of the conference. I would agree with you, obviously, though, that, that from top to bottom, it feels like a down year. But those teams were once thought of as untouchable, right? It was Florida State, Clemson, Louisville. Nobody in the Atlantic Division is going to be able to touch those guys. And you look at, you know, BC and Wake have both beaten Louisville. NC State beat Louisville. NC State beat Florida yeah. State and Syracuse. Syracuse beat Clemson. They're all kind of beaten up on each other, with the exception of Clemson. Clemson lost the one game to Syracuse, and, and that's it so far. But, uh, yes, I think it's... I think it's a combination of two things. I think it's the, the big boys are having a down year, the, the Florida States and, and the Louisvilles. And I think that maybe the bottom of the conference, the I think bottom of that better. division is getting better. I agree. I think that it's a combination of the two. I think that the bottom of that division is, is certainly getting better. The bottom of this conference, for the most part, is getting better. And I think that the top is uh, maybe not coming back down to earth, right? Because like, I still think they're really good. Um, but... That that gap isn't quite as wide as it was, and with and with the, the with the teams getting better, you're now seeing oh Syracuse can beat Clemson, Boston College can beat Florida State, you know Louisville can be beaten by Wake Forest and Boston College, like that can happen. How about this? The days of Florida State and Louisville and Clemson playing bad and winning are over. over. Like yeah. like Florida State can't take the field and just say, well, we're Florida State, you're Wake, Wake Forest, we can bring our C game today and we're still going to win. I don't think that, that happens That anymore. is not the case anymore. And, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen upsets across the board. We've seen Florida State and Louisville both struggle. We saw Clemson, you know, some bounces didn't go their way. Their quarterback gets hurt against Syracuse and, and they lose inside the dome. So those days of just showing up and we're Clemson and we're going to win or we're Florida State and we're going to win, those days are over. That is a good thing for the conference. Not It's not good that Florida State and Louisville are down but it is good that everybody else is getting better. And, and Steve, here's the stat uh, that I was searching for on my computer. Uh, NC State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, BC versus Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, right? So from 2014 to 2016, those teams were 0-36 against Clemson, Florida State, Louisville. This year, 4-3. and This is obviously, before, this is obviously uh, earlier in the season. Uh but you know, this was after the SU game uh, over Clemson. They were four and three. Uh, you know that that gap has closed considerably uh, to the point where they've got four wins against that that three team group. Where over the previous three seasons they had none. I mean, if that doesn't show where that gap has gotten, you know, and since then Syracuse lost to Florida State, yes, but BC beat Florida State. Uh, you know, so so there's some give and take there. I, I think that number more so than anything shows. Uh, this gap that we're kind of talking about. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Again, Connor O'Neill from the Winston-Salem Journal. He's the Wake Forest football beat writer. He's set to join us in about 15 minutes or so. Quick timeout. Phone lines are open. We're back after this on Orange Nation.
Game day coverage of Syracuse football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by CNYRealtor.com and Geico. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. Talking SU football, talking college football here for the entire first hour. We do have Jim Sadlin set to join us at one twenty as we switch gears in hour number two to talk some basketball. Jim Beheim's boys opening up the regular season Friday night inside the Dome against Cornell. Uh, the latest college football playoff poll released last night, Seth. No surprises, uh, one through four remaining the same. Uh, Oklahoma number five, TCU number six, Miami, and then Wisconsin are, I was surprised are seven and eight. I TCU. I thought that Miami would jump up to six. I was surprised that as was well. That was the only thing. And even at that, like, okay. Yeah, and it doesn't matter really no, for Miami. No, because TCU, and, and also it doesn't matter because TCU and Oklahoma right. play this weekend. So, so one of them is losing and dropping down. I mean, how, how exciting. How great is this weekend going to be? Is, is this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you look at the schedule, and those two games jump off the page at you. There are several games involving top there twenty-five are, teams. There are going seven games against each in, other, right? Involving top twenty-five versus top twenty-five teams, and I believe it is five of them. The higher ranked team is on the road. The night game. I am so excited for the night game. Like I am going to be running home from the Carrier Dome. I'll, I'll, I'll sit through Dino's press conference. I'm going to be able to stay this time. So I'm going to be able to go watch the whole game in person. Uh, I'll stay for Dino's press conference, and then I'm going to be running home for that that Miami Notre Dame game. That's, that's going to be awesome. That's the one that jumps off the page. At you. You've obviously got TCU Oklahoma, Oklahoma TCU as well. One that's kind of flying under the radar that could be very good is is Auburn at home taking on Georgia. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to throw this out to you just as a hypothetical. And I, I, let's talk our way through this because it, this just popped into my head as we were coming back from break. Could you make the case that Auburn potentially controls its own destiny? Yes. I think you can very well make that With case. With two losses. I think you could very well make that case. I think that they could uh they they play Georgia this week, right? So you beat Georgia, Got you beat Alabama on in the two schedule. weeks, you beat Georgia again, again in three weeks. That you could very well make the case that they control their own destiny. I, I would not disagree with that at all. The two losses would be to Clemson at Clemson, fourteen to six, very and, early in the year, and, and then at and LSU. Are, and Clemson is a, another playoff team, and right. and LSU. Oh, by the way, is is sneaking back into the rankings and up the rankings at twenty fourth. So you know they're they're two, and, and that was at LSU. You said. Yeah, they were both so, road games at Clemson at LSU, and then you again you would have wins over and Bama blo- and, and and two over Georgia, and they weren't blown out in either of the games. Right, they were both close. They were both so, they were both within a touchdown. You know, it was a eight point spread at Clemson, four point spread at LSU, and, and that's almost as important as who you lose to. And, and we saw that last year, right? Remember, uh, uh, Penn State had a, a a blowout loss, and it was like, oh, but that that Michigan loss was a better loss than Wisconsin, than than Washington's loss. Oh, but it doesn't matter because you lost by forty-five, right? Like, so you try and look at the trends here. Like, oh, but Ohio State's loss at at Iowa isn't a terrible loss. Yeah, but you lost by twenty-five points. Like that is, you know, like that is a bad loss. You lost by this many points. You know, Auburn losing those two games close on the road. I, I think that they might benefit from that. I, I th- look. I think it's going to be hard to get a two loss team. Like you're going to have to get some help. Well, so to let, get a two loss team, so maybe they don't totally control their own destiny. So let's let's talk about that though. Yeah. So if they beat 
Georgia, Alabama, and then Georgia again. You would, those are probably uh, the three best wins in the right, nation, right? And, but theoretically, those two teams would be knocked out then. So you would have, even yes, if everybody Georgia, keeps winning. Because so Georgia say no would to, have two losses. Right. And and you would have beaten Bama head to head in the regular season finale. Right. And they and they wouldn't have the AC, and they wouldn't have the SEC championship game. Right. Auburn would go, assuming Auburn keeps winning. They would hold the the tiebreaker because they beat them head to head. If everybody else keeps winning, so that would leave Notre Dame and Clemson certainly in there. Whoever wins Oklahoma. the Oklahoma TCU yeah. game would be in there. And then is it not Auburn? It might be. You're gonna. Yeah. You would take. And again, it I might, it might come down to Auburn or Wisconsin. Wouldn't that be something if oh. it was Wisconsin oh. undefeated and it was oh. Auburn with two losses, but those wins, but Alabama, you, Georgia, and, and Georgia again. And see, that's why I I love the Wisconsin argument. Like I love the Wisconsin argument, and and it might sound like I'm just I'm just taking this opportunity to bash Wisconsin, but they've beaten nobody. Like they they've literally beaten nobody. Their opponent win percentage is four eighty one. Yeah, like last they, week was a bad bad nobody. week for Wisconsin. The fact that both Penn State and Ohio State lost yep. that was that was critical uh, for Wisconsin because they were banking on oh well we're going to play someone good in the Big Ten title game and, and that know, game just and that that win that you know that opponent just lost a lot of its luster because of what happened last week. And now here's the other thing that sounds funny. Northwestern jumped into the top 25. Michigan like, State's up to 12th now but, in the playoff poll. But, but so Northwestern's their best win. But like, does anybody really think Northwestern's a, tw- a, a top 25 team? They've won three games in a row in overtime. Like, Does anybody really believe that? So I think that they are going to be short for the top 25. Iowa's in the rankings now Iowa as well. Iowa jumped into the rankings. And they've got to play Iowa. And they play Iowa this week. But it, it's like a catch-22. If you beat Iowa, they're probably going to fall out. Right. So... Like you again, this is why you have to look at it as end of the year, right? It's not when you play them; it is where do they stand at year's end? Where do they stand at time of ranking? Right? So, like right now, Wisconsin does have one top twenty-five win. They could very well next week have none. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just the way that it works, and and the weird way that they do it. When you look at the basketball selection committee. They're not ranking top 50 wins at the time. They're ranking top 50 wins at year's end. And it's the same way with this committee, right? It's not top 25 at the time. It's top 25 now. Well, so, and, and we don't even know that the committee takes into account necessarily what they're ranked. I think they, they look at the resumes wins, side yeah. by side. Right, and that's a fair point. And the fact that, that Penn State and Ohio State both lost again last weekend, that, that's that's a problem for Wisconsin. Now, I'm not saying they can't overcome that problem. And, and we're throwing out this hypothetical, who would you pick, Auburn with two losses or Wisconsin? Again, th- that is a big if in the case of Auburn. Auburn would have to beat Georgia, Alabama, and Georgia again. Is that happening? Probably not. But I throw it out there because Auburn is now ranked 10th in the college football playoff poll. And if you're looking at teams, you know, outside the top four that control their own destiny, again, I think you can make a strong case for certainly Miami controls its own destiny. And, you know, Auburn to some degree, Auburn and Wisconsin, if everyone else wins, the committee's going to have a decision to make. Do you take an unbeaten Wisconsin team who, again, the the Big Ten is down this year, yeah. or do you take Auburn, again, if Auburn has those three enormous wins? I would take Auburn with the enormous wins. They've shown an ability to beat a giant, right? They, they just have. And and I know that that's unfair to Wisconsin because Wisconsin wouldn't have that chance, but Auburn has shown that they can three times. Uh, here's a question, and David Hale brought it up on Twitter yesterday. Um, I know that... I know that they're not a Power 5 school, which is why this conversation is not happening. Central but, Florida? But since the 
if there's a conversation if there's a conversation around Wisconsin, why is there not a conversation around Central Florida? Well, and and I, again, I know. Do we even have to, no, do I ever even no, have no, to no, address no, 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 that? No, and I okay. know. But look, I, look, I don't think Wisconsin should be in the playoff, and I, and I don't think Central Florida should. But I thought these numbers were interesting. Strength of record, right? So strength of record, you know, it's it's strength of schedule plus your win loss record. Uh, which means that Wisconsin is going to be really good because they they've won every game. So is UCF. Wisconsin's eighth in the country. UCF is at eleventh. Not that big a difference. Opponent win percentage. Wisconsin's is four eighty six. Central Florida's is six oh seven. You know, and and margin of victory. Wisconsin's <laughs> is twenty two, and and Central Florida is twenty eight. Like stop. I don't care. I don't think either one belongs yes. in the playoff. But I just think it's funny that we're like, oh. You know, Wisconsin, like, people are out there like, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Like, they haven't beaten anybody good. Neither has Central Florida. But, like, nobody talks about them. Do, but do, do we even have to talk about that? I mean, the reason is, I mean, you look at who they've played. What Their best win is what? Memphis? I think so. So you can't compare Memphis to, no, you know, not Iowa or Northwestern. I mean, sure. say what you will about the Big Ten being down. I mean, it's it's not even close to being comparable. So that is why. And, yeah, it's great if they run the table and they can play in a, a New Year's Day bowl. Right. And They're going to get a New Year's Day bowl in great. all likelihood. But does Central Florida? No, they don't belong bl- in the playoffs. No. no. And if you want to be considered, then go out and schedule you know a couple of Power 5 schools early. And they did. I mean, They, they played, did. They got they canceled. Played, well, they played Maryland and beat them, but Maryland. <laughs> Is is not a good team, and and the, and the Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech game, game got canceled. Yeah, right. Georgia yeah. Tech got canceled. So, um, you know, if you want to be considered moving forward, then then play some big boys early oh, on I in agree. your non-conference. No, I, look, I agree with you. Uh, I, I also think that Wisconsin should have done that. Like, I think that Wisconsin just should have scheduled better. Uh, don't schedule BYU. Don't schedule Utah State. Uh, give me like one team in there that I could feel like you're playing a real team because those two teams are terrible. Yes, and no. I mean, I. <laughs> It's a Big Ten school, and you would think if a Big Ten school runs the table and, and goes thirteen and zero, that it's going to the college football playoff. Now, again, but didn't we just talk about also like with Clemson? Like, we'll we'll point to Clemson's non conference schedule and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, they did play their two cupcakes, but you know what? They got Auburn. They went out and played a top fifteen Auburn team week two of the season. Hey, Alabama went out and played Florida State, and you know what? They weren't very good this year, but we thought they were going to be re- like like they went and challenged themselves in theory preseason you know and and I think that that in this playoff era is something you got to do like you've got to go build your resume the same way that we're seeing it in basketball right where the the basketball schools figured out like oh we can't just rely on being in a really good conference anymore we got to win some good games let me ask you this Auburn went on the road and played Clemson early on in the season if they had played Tulane cupcake and, and they and were nine and, and one, one loss right now a four point loss on the road at LSU wouldn't they be higher than tenth sure. in the college football play so it, it can both ways or, it worked out for Clemson because they won if Auburn had not played that game Auburn would potentially be higher right now if Auburn won that game right but they didn't. if Auburn won that so game then they're, that's, they're third in the country right now right. if Auburn won that game but that's that's the the debate right you say well they they should. In, in Auburn's case, it didn't work out, right? I mean, if it, Wisconsin, you would think if Wisconsin goes thirteen and zero, you would think Big Ten teams go into the playoff. And if they challenged themselves early on and lost, they wouldn't be considered right now. Same thing with Auburn. Again, if Auburn didn't play that Clemson game, 
Well, here's know, a question. Auburn might be you know sixth in the in the college football playoff poll right here's now. Here's a question: Is Notre is Georgia a top five team if they hadn't gone on the road and played Notre Dame? I'm not. I'm not you know what I mean? Like I'm not arguing that there's no benefit. There's obviously benefit, especially if you win. All I'm saying is that if you're Central Florida, you have to do that if you want to be considered. You don't necessarily have to do that if you're in a Power Five you're, conference. Right. Just go win your games, and that's what Wisconsin has done. They caught a really bad break that the, the conference, the is big bad boys on the other side of the conference, aren't taking care of their business, and that. They missed all the big boys on right. the other side of the conference, right? And it, so, and that's just a, a quirk in their conference scheduling. And it just so happened that this year, everyone that they played was was kind of down. And whoever they play in the title game, it, they're you know they they lost their luster by losing. Um, I, I still think Wisconsin has a, a, a very good chance if if they run the table. Things have a way of working themselves out. Um, but it's it, it's a fascinating debate, and I do think Auburn is very much in the mix. Should the Tigers totally keep agree. winning, and and that's that's totally obviously a, a big if. Uh, we need to take a timeout. We'll kick off our number two of Orange Nation right after this.